You're listening to a CHUO podcast. CHUO is community-driven media. Find us online at chuo.fm, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at CHUO FM. still tuned in to Black on Black on CHUO 89.1 FM in Ottawa. And we are so pleased to welcome to the show Nicole Waldron. She's our creator and she's the creator and host of the Victory Speaks uh, podcast. She's also a mental health advocate, an event planner, a community activist, and a mom. So, Nicole. Welcome to Black on Black for your very first time. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm a little yes. nervous, but excited. Oh, there's no need to be nervous. So can you can you just um, give us a sense of, you know, your background professionally and uh, in terms of advocacy and activism? Well, thank you for that question, Sarah. And thank you for inviting me to be a part of this awesome show and this awesome community. Uh, so I've been doing event planning as I, as I age myself. It's probably been over 30 years. Uh, I actually started doing events since I was like 16. And now I'm in my 50s. So I'm half a century and going up. And um, so event planning, being an event specialist, the only thing I really don't work on is weddings. I don't like bridezillas. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, or groomzillas. Or oh, groomzillas, because they are some groomzillas, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Unless it's a really good friend, I, I rarely do weddings. And um, and outside of that, you know, so, you know, I, I would do some virtual assistance depending on, you know, on who it is for. And um, and I've been blessed to work at, you know, conferences and workshops and, and Caravana and all sorts of festivals. And I've actually had the opportunity to be an EA at the Senate. So I'm, I'm multifaceted, been doing lots of different things. And in terms of my advocacy, um, started more with co-op housing. I've been doing advocacy for co-op housing for 26 years and um, violence against women. I've, I've worked in that outreach for violence against women uh, shelter. And, and then I have friends who have sickle cell and that became a passion of mine as well, because seeing what, you know, some of my good friends and their children are going through has, has really brought me to a different level. And so I do whatever I can to bring awareness to sickle cell because it's a, it's a disease that affects especially our community. And then cancer hit my family. So cancer became one of those things. I, I dyed my hair the other day for um, conquer to cancer, color, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm going to figure out the color for this year. And <laughs> mental health has actually, you know, I've always, you know, I came up here to be a child psychologist and when I was 19 and that didn't happen. And um but I found myself now more being a coming, you know, speaker and a podcaster in, in the various areas. And so mental health is, is, is a really uh, dear and near to my heart um, for our community and the community at large, because if we don't mind our mind, um, it's um, not going to be good for our mental health, our physical health or our spiritual health. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so a bit of a nutshell. <laughs> Wow, uh, that's that's uh, yeah, multifaceted is putting it lightly. Um, but we're gonna get back to we're going to get to minding our minds because that really is you know partly what your podcast is about. Uh, but I want to get back to the uh, the sickle cell issue here in Ottawa. We've mm-hmm. got the sickle cell 
Disease Parent Support Group. And I'd like to send a shout out to all of the moms in that group who've worked so hard. You need to Louis, Joanne, uh, Robinson, Joyce. Uh, oh my gosh, there's so many of them here in Ottawa, but to advocate for children when they go to the children's hospital so that they they are screened correctly and yep. then they receive the appropriate treatment, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And then in Toronto, you've got Lily Johnson. Lily Ms. Jo Lily. Oh, Miss Li Miss Lily, who just turned 99 years young this year. Wow. And, and was advocating. She was, she was basically telling us at her birthday party, uh, you got to keep up the good work. And she was lecturing us on what we need to do. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, okay. So event. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't forget. Don't forget on the Gatineau side. On the, and, uh, oh, yeah. There's Na Naomi Aisling and her husband. We know me Naomi yep. and Ronald uh, Felix. And their children. Um, and yes. her son, one of her sons has become a spokes. And his little self has become a spokesperson for Sickle Cell. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, we'll have to have Naomi on the show uh, yes. at, at some point. I believe uh, Sickle Cell uh, Disease Awareness Month is June. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So back to you. <laughs> so your um, event planning. Um, yes. I'm kind of curious as to how you went from wanting to be a child psychologist to becoming an event planner. Well, how does that work? It, it's, it's pretty simple. Well, I've always been doing events since I was 16, you know, fashion and shows and stuff in Trinidad. When I came up here at age 19, I started, I got my job, a job the first week um, in, in an insurance company. And, but then I got to meet people like Joan Pierre and mm -hmm. Bonnie yes. Hector and stuff. And, and they were doing Caravana. And um, I got so involved volunteering for, with them. And at that time, I, I'm, I'm really an introvert, even though people don't realize that. And change doesn't come very easily for me. And so I didn't know about OSAP and that I, I could get OSAP. So I was trying to work my way to, um, to you know, to try and find the money to be, to, to go into child psychology, mm -hmm. but just never really figured out how to, and really didn't have the guidance. And mm -hmm. so I just morphed into really after 10 years at Metropolitan Life, when they, when they dissolved, I ended up, you know, taking care of my son. My son was just going on one. And he said, oh, I'm going to try this uh, self-employment thing and become an event planner. And just started to do stuff like from there and working with Joan and other people. Yeah, that's kind of how it morphed into being. And you went from the cultural sector to the political sector. You ended up in Ottawa. And, and, and that's how did that of, change work? <laughs> that, that's because of the, the co-op housing. So I live mm -hmm. in a co-op, uh, which is mixed income housing. And volunteering there and becoming on my board and becoming more involved in the sector. And as I became more involved in the sector, you know, you end up doing advocacy and, and learning and leadership. And, and through that, that's really where, you know, those who were in the sector uh, saw that I had a gift and started, um, and started, you know, propelling me into it. But the interesting thing is, and I shouldn't say, but however, the interesting thing is, I do come from a political family back home in Trinidad. My, mm -hmm. my mom's eldest sister was mm -hmm. one of the first female ministers in the government and was there for oh, wow. 15 years. And my grandfather on my mother's side, he was foundational in the PNM party, which was the foundation party in Trinidad for 25 years in power with Dr. Eric Williams. So advocacy has been in my family. I think it's just something that we do. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
the reason I invited you yes, was ma'am. to talk about this podcast I've become addicted to called Victory Speaks. Tell us about that podcast and why you started it. Well, it's interesting. Um, in, in some of the work that I've done, you know, I've done some TV work and I was doing magazines and stuff. So doing the interviewing was always something I love doing. But I put it down when we were working on a pilot and it just didn't go too well. Um, and the pandemic came about and um, I was sitting there one day and, you know, and then I just started talking into my phone and doing lives and realizing, oh, and it just started to morph. And so it, it happened. And I was there like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, I've always tried to um, register Victory Speaks about a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. it wasn't available. And uh, because my name, Nicole, means victory of the people. So there goes the victory part. Mm-hmm. And um, always been blogging, always been writing, but not doing it to this extent. And so two o'clock in the morning, there it was available. And it morphed. It morphed into to what it is now, the Victory Speaks podcast. We, you know, living a life of victory. And as I seek to live a life of victory, I, mm-hmm. I want to bring others along on that journey. What is a life of victory to you? You know, victory for me is, is, you know, people like to use success. And victory to me is when we all come together, we unite and we help each other along the way to be good at our milestones, find our purpose, walk in purpose, um, help others along the way, find our iron sharpeners. Because, you know, we always wanted to be you know, running this race that we have to sprint and, and get there first. And I have to be the first, or I have to win this. And we're always in this competition. And mm-hmm. to me, it's not about competition. It's about completion. It's about all of us coming together. It's wait. like the body. No, the no, body no. Needs, but yes. Wait, what? Let's rewind that. Yes, ma'am. Let's rewind that. Yes, ma'am. It's not about competition. It's about completion. Yes. Okay. Expound on that. That just, whew, nuggets. So it's about, pur- it's about purpose. And, and when we are always busy trying to be first, we're not always really doing it in completion, even of our own selves or of society. Mm-hmm. You go, you all, you're always going to have something not completely done. Mm-hmm. But when we stop, especially if you think about women, we have been put into this place where we're always competing against each other and we're not walking in completion. Mm-hmm. And, and there's always these deposits and there's always this fighting or there's always this backbiting. But if we came across and said, you know, like a marathon, everybody has a baton in their hand and says, okay, here, Sarah, here's your portion. You run this. But when you're going to run this part of the race, here's what you need to know. Mm. You know, in, in cycling, they have what you call pelotons, where, yes. you know, if, if people need to sp- study the peloton, that it's, it's really one guy running the race, but the people around him are, you know, helping with the wind gauge and all the different uh, verbiage that they have in, in, in cycling. But pelotons is really what we need to be to one another. And when we do that, we will be successful in life. Our body needs, you know, your body needs your hand, has its role, a foot has its role, a toe has its role, but everybody has their role. But one cannot work without each other and we need to stop doing this. Otherwise, we'll just be walking incomplete as people. I think the audience is getting a sense of why I'm addicted to your show because <laughs> nuggets upon nuggets of knowledge and wisdom. And you know what, Sarah, I love meeting people. Um, but I don't, it, but it's funny how I love meeting people. I'm not really good in crowds. I'm really good one-to-one. 
Mm-hmm. I love championing others. And that's been my thing. I love sharing the stories. Mm-hmm. And I love connecting people to people and, and hearing their ideas and, and, and seeing people have their wins and uplift. Because I know what it is personally yes. to be in a place where your self-esteem is down or you don't have the energy yes. or you're being looked at the strong one or you're being overlooked. And mm-hmm. you just wish you had somebody to just give you an idea. And sometimes you don't want to have to talk to someone and say, you know what, Sarah, I'm feeling down today. But if you could tune into a show and say, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. And you don't mm-hmm. feel so bad about yourself. Right. And realize that you're not alone on the journey. Yeah. So what impact has this project had on your life? It's a year, you're a year out now. Yeah. And I realized yeah. I was trying to count today. I think I'm either at 50 shows or almost at 50 shows. And I was yeah. kind of blown away. One of my yeah. good friends, Emily Mills said to me, Nicole, what are you going to do for your 50, 50th show? And I was like, maybe I'm there. I don't know. I wasn't counting. <laughs> and so it's, it's re-energized me and especially it happening in the pandemic. It's reawakened dreams that mm-hmm. I had. Um, it's propelling me. It's reminding me of new possibilities and new ideas and it's reminding me of me. It's reminding me of, of things that I just, I didn't even think that I would do anymore. It's given me new life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so, that was a good I... question because I'm, I was like, it really yeah. made me think, Sarah, you stumped me yeah. at that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. While I process that response, um, can you tell us who some of your most memorable guests have been so far? There have been a few. Listen, that is the tough question. Isn't it? <laughs> because I think everybody has had their own little nuances. I mean, um, I think about early on in the show when I had like um, Mario Armstrong. He's out of the States and he's an Emmy Award winner. And he said yes to me to come on to the show. I think mm-hmm. about Naomi Aislin. She was one of my first oh, yes, guests. Naomi. Mm-hmm. And talking about sickle cell and what her children are doing and the fact that she's written a book. I think about um, the crew from Sickle Cell that came on and talked about it. I think about Moheen and her book, Triumphing Over Trauma. Mm-hmm. I think about Toya Alexis, who's made a comeback. Yeah. And you know, yeah. right from Canadian Idol. Yeah. Um, I think about I think about this Emily couple. was on. Emily was on, Emily Mills was on like, and you know, this was the first interview since she really took a sabbatical. That was exciting. Mm -hmm. And, and this is couple and, um, from shelter movers. Cause you know, when I talk about violence against women, they're the only ones, he has the only organization nonprofit that is moving women for free when they flee violence. Mm -hmm. Right. Then I think about Coco Lorraine. Having lost her son and now is helping others triumph over, you know, their trauma and speaking, Mm -hmm. you know. And so when I think about the guests, you know, I I think about, you know, Jean Augustine. I had Jean Augustine on for a brief second. I got to get her back to do the trailblazers in time. You know, I think about some of the men like Danny Stone and I think Mm -hmm. about Mark Studdard and and the crew doing their beloved project. And if anybody Mm -hmm. hasn't seen Mm -hmm. that video, they need to check out the beloved project. And now with minding our minds, having people who are just making us think about our mindset and our brains. And like recently, it was so interesting having June Doyle on one week and she's written a book about grown up conversations. And her book is just made me just think, makes everyone just think you can just have it. If you're, if you're a believer in the word, 
And if not, it's one of those books you want to have next to you because you can always find inspiration. And then when her daughter came on the following week, who's mm-hmm. a neuroscientist, right? Mm-hmm. And she reminds us that, and she teaches that your mind is your brain and your brain is your mind. And mm-hmm. like that, that right there, you know, mm-hmm. listen, I, when I think about my guests, I'm, you know what, I'm going to have to sit down and do a little trailer about each of my guests. That's a really good idea. I think I'm thinking, so. I'm thinking about Cola, Cola and Rochelle, like Cola losing her son, mm-hmm. you know, and yes. then starting a business. Yeah. You know, it's it's just really interesting. People starting businesses, they're using their mu- music. Brenda mm-hmm. Foreman becoming, moving from fashion and now becoming yes, an artist general. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you get so many nuggets. It's just like, I, yeah. I just think about Jaleesa. I think about Ant. I just think about all these great people. Joan mm-hmm. Pierre, I had Joan on. Of course, the great Joan, Joan Pierre. So yeah. it's it's just amazing. And mm-hmm. and here's, the, here's my problem, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I have more guests than I have time. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I literally, I keep meeting people all the time, but I already have the list of people that I want on and I don't even know how to balance it. Like I, I figure I may have to start doing panels or start recording it. No, basically, basically what you're saying is you've got, you know, at least two years worth of show. Yes. Maybe that's, that's what that is. And so listen. But with five um, days a week, that would be two years of shows with five days a week. Not two days a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicole, what? Yes. Because you're not the only person, uh, the yes. only black person I know, yep. who, who started a, a a podcast during this mm-hmm. uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. What is the role of a black podcaster in in this current situation we're in? It's interesting because podcasting has taken on a life of its own mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's morphing in the U S and in the, in, in, in Canada, in fact, mm-hmm. around the world. And it said, it's going to be a multi-billion dollar industry in a, over a year and a bit. Mm-hmm. And in Canada in particular, it, it creates a space for black voices. It creates mm-hmm. a space for us to amplify, control our narratives, celebrate yeah. our successes, bring our truth, our hope and our knowledge. Um, it doesn't mean that we only are going to be interviewing black faces or people of color or mm-hmm. anyone who's BIPOC, but it means that we have an opportunity to, to tell our stories and tell it with truth and tell it with integrity and create hope and share the knowledge because everyone is, you know, we, everyone has a different frequency. So I don't yeah. have to worry about what Dr. Vibe is doing. I don't have to worry about Stacy's doing. I don't have to worry about St- what, what, what Sarah's doing. We may cross audiences just like with a TV show. The fact is the space is open and it's endless. And, and you know who said something the other day? Les Brown said, because of what we're going through in a pandemic, the voices, the coaches, all this is going to be needed to help people get through the next few years with yeah. a sound mind. Exactly. Yeah. So listen, it's uh, Mother's Day tomorrow. Um, and Mother's Day is an opportunity to celebrate and honor you know, women who have birthed us, or if they haven't birthed us, they've played a maternal role in our lives. But right. this day is not a happy one for some people. So mm-hmm. how how do you deal with, with loss on Mother's Day? You know, Mother's Day is a tricky one. Mm. Um, and sometimes I wish we didn't have this thing called Mother's Day, even though I understand why we have it. I, I think we need to celebrate mothers every day. 
Um, And when we single out a day like Mother's Day and Father's Day, um, society has forgotten that families have changed over the years. And you have, let's deal with the children. We have some children who don't have mothers anymore or may not have a happy, uh, you know, life. And then we have mothers who have lost uh, their children. Mm -hmm. And we have children who have lost their mothers who are adults. And so Mother's Day can be a very painful day, a painful reminder. And we have to find ways as we celebrate the greatness of mothers um, to to remember that those along the way who may be not having a great day on Mother's Day, it may be a very sad day for them. And to to bring them along the journey of joy and, and to turn their weeping into joy, to turn their sorrow and move their mourning into dancing. We have to find ways to do that as a society and, and not be selfish as we think of Mother's Day and recognize that it's, it's not a happy place for others and help others to grieve through the process and to work through the process. And we have to remember as well, Sarah, it's, you know, there are people who are grieving their children that are alive because you have yes. some yeah. mothers whose children have gone away, um, maybe suffering an illness um, yeah. where they're not themselves. Um, and have to deal with that part of it. And um, so Mother's Day for me is one that is very sobering. Um, when I always, I mean, I celebrate the women in my life. And I celebrate women like yourself, especially who are mothers to communities. Like you're always looking out for someone. And you're, you're a particular kind of mom that is, that is invaluable because without the mothers looking over us and bringing people together and, and looking out for those that don't have that mother or need that extra support, we would be in a much more dire situation than we are in now. So as much as we celebrate Mothers and Mother's Day, let's remember to celebrate those who are feeling the pain um, on Mother's Day and find how we can help them. Even if it's, you know, some flowers or a text or, you know, they may just want to shrink back and, and do something for them the next day. Yeah. Uh, send them a meal or make them the dinner or send them flowers or you got a bouquet of flowers. And don't assume, here's the thing, Sarah, don't assume mm-hmm. because I have a child that my child is celebrating me yes. on Mother's Day. Wow. Wow, yeah. Nicole. So uh, Ottawa, got no. Now you know why I'm obsessed with the victory <laughs> Podcast, yeah, let you in Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, yeah. and why this woman I find so inspiring. And uh, so, where can everybody else be tuning in? Where and when? Okay, so here, here goes. So Mondays, it's the Inspired Conversation series, and once in a while, we throw in the trailblazers of our time where I celebrate icons and icons in the now. So people that are in our mature. But, you know, we need to be, give people their flowers. And, While they're still here. And exactly. And on Wednesdays, it's Wellness Wednesdays and Minding Our Mind. And um, so both shows you can catch on YouTube at Victory Speaks with an S7. Or on my Facebook page, which is Victory Speaks 77. And, um, and we're going to add a new show, Sarah. Hey! Or a new series. And that's going to be for families. Okay. who are caring for loved ones with a mental illness. And that series actually starts on the third week of this month. I'm going to put some in the Wednesday shows, but we may have to add an extra day. Wow. <laughs> we may have to add an extra day. 
of the Thursday because the families are gearing up and people are gearing up to start talking about their loved ones who are dealing um, a mm -hmm. caregivers for someone with a mental health um, issue or challenge. And so mm -hmm. that's where you can find me. And I do have an audio podcast where mm -hmm. I speak about the Victory Speaks formula, how to live a life of victory. Um, it's normally about, you know, it's a, it's a short podcast and you can find that anywhere you can get your podcast. Spotify, you can find it at um, uh, Apple Podcasts and it is called Victory Speaks and you can, you can find it there. So yeah, that's how you find me. And we're morphing. Nicole Waldron. Yes, Thank you so much for giving us your, your time and uh, hopefully this will not be your last appearance on uh, Black on Black. Uh, I, I really am convinced people now sort of get a sense of why I'm so obsessed with this podcast. I, I always learned so, I always learned so much and the people, the guests are always so uh, fascinating and you always leave empowered afterwards, you know, with some tools, you know. Yes. Yes. So. When are you going to be on? Okay, where this is where the conversation <laughs> ends. <laughs> Most people it. know I prefer to be in the audience. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> or in the what is it, the chat? <laughs> yes. Uh we'll 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 talk. We'll talk offline about that. Okay. But thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come on our show. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Take care. You've been listening to a CHO original podcast. CHO is community-driven media. Find us online at chuo.fm, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at chuo.fm.